welcome to the True Talk Cafe podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited you're here. Our podcast will tackle a myriad of topics ranging from relationships to personal development and everything in between. My name is Renee Stewart, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Anna Garcia, Carla DeCore, and Lali Ramirez-Bennett. Collectively, we span four generations. Can you believe that? We've all experienced ups and downs in our personal lives and professional careers that have qualified us to share our unique perspectives with you, and we're excited to do so. But before we get into today's content, I wanted to let you know where you can find us on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, you can use at True Talk Cafe. And on Twitter, you can use at True Talk Cafe One. Don't forget to like us, rate us, and leave a review. We value your feedback. We want to ensure that we are providing content that resonates with you. So please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. Spoiler alert, you will want to stay tuned to hear what our guests are going to share about this exciting topic today. Also, stick around to find out how you can join us on a live show. We would love to have you join us on one of our episodes. Now, let's get started. All right. So today we're going to talk a little bit about have you completed a skills audit? In 2023, building on your skill set has emerged as a key area of focus, not only for employers, but for individuals alike. So in today's episode, we're calling Back to School. We're going to explore the benefits of conducting a skills audit and prioritizing growth for success. So at any point in time, the starting point in the career development process is actually knowing what you're working with, right? Identifying your skills, values, interests, and preferences to determine what types of positions are of interest and would be a good fit. Obviously, if we're not happy in what we do, we're not going to produce as great as we could, right? There are many self-assessment tools out there that can be used in the process. However, these tools will not tell you what career position is the perfect match. They will help you gain some insights about yourself. And I know this weekend, Lolly and I have spent a great amount of time sharing about assessments, the importance of investing time. So this podcast is in a very timely manner, right? We got to understand what we can deliver, what we can articulate, and then focus that search. Focus on what we're trying to do and evaluating options. As the conversation continues, we're going to explore why it's essential for employees to invest in themselves for personal growth and provide some tips on how to conduct your own self-audit. To add to this discussion, we have invited an expert that is very familiar with this topic and that will share his expertise and experience with us. After a successful career in developing people and delivering awesome results as a technology sales and operations leader in telecom, as well as financial technology industry, Stan Miller sparked by his love for mentorship founded Storicate. Storicate provides award-winning training programs that have taught thousands on how to upgrade their career through storytelling. Stan's work is helping early-stage startups, universities, and corporations empower their people to unlock the ability to discover and communicate their value, both in work and in life in general. Having partnered with brands and institutions such as AT&T, VMware, Cornell University, and the University of Southern California, Storicate provides executive coaching, training, and curriculum. 
Stan, we're so glad to have you on here with us. Welcome. And we are looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experience on this topic. Well, Lolly, thank you for that great introduction. And Anna, you know how much I love you. So I'm happy to be here with you both. And let's get into it. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Typically, employees have relied on their managers solely for their career development. However, this should be a partnership effort. Tell me, Stan, why is it important for employees to invest in their own personal development and involvement? Well, that's such a great question. I think, you know, when, when we are at companies and in our career and we have a, a company that's willing to invest in us, many are, we should take advantage of every single one of those opportunities. And you should fully invest in yourself inside of your company and the offers and the programs that are offered. But the real investment comes and the real skin in the game comes when you start investing in yourself. And so as someone who teaches people, trains people in the art of storytelling, what I typically see is they teach me, they being the company, will teach me skill development. They will teach me maybe how to go and get a certificate, maybe internal systems and programs, but they don't teach me a lot of times human skills, soft skills, interviewing skills, which makes sense because companies don't exactly want you looking around, but you do need those skills. You need them for your meetings, your annual reviews, your internal interviews. And so this is for me a question about whether or not you desire to take control of your career. And if the answer is yes, you should actively being invest, you should be investing at the level that you desire to achieve. And most people underinvest in this area. And so my, my ploy to you, if you are listening to this and you're a, a maybe a mid-career professional, is invest in yourself. There are tools and resources out there. Make sure you vet them out. Make sure they're good and they're right for you. But you should be investing actively in your own development. Take control of your career. Don't let someone else own the narrative to your career. And you should own that development. So I hope that that helps. I love it. Yes, it absolutely does. And you know what, Stan? One of the reasons, Lolly, I mean, I think both when we were talking about this topic, we were like, Stan, and we have collaborated, as you know, for a few years now on a lot of these things. And one thing we've taken note on is that the greatest return on investment anywhere is that the one that we invest in ourselves. And today I was reading an article on monster.com and it talks about investing in yourself. And it said, it had a sentence that I had to repeat. The return on investing and improving yourself is astronomically higher than any financial investment you can mm. make. From increased lifetime earning power and unimagined opportunities to protecting yourself from unemployment and the satisfaction that comes from personal growth and success, the, retur the returns are enormous. And I say this because Lolly and I had one of those weekends where we were getting a lot of negative feedback on, you know, why would I want to spend that much money? And, you know, as somebody who did invest in themselves mm -hmm. and did have to go through an employment process, the story is that the greatest return was that my unemployment lasted seven days. So I did see an immediate return on my investment. 
And I love that you said that because we do have to start with us. And I think I even quoted Michael Jackson, which I'm starting with the man in the mirror. We got to start with us and, and return the investment on us. So with that said, I, I like that comment. I totally agree. I know Lolly has some feedback to say on this as well. So I'm going to be quiet now and let her talk. <laughs> you know, on uh, this weekend, as we had a chance to reflect on this a lot, I really think that, you know, when it comes time to, as you know, I'm, I'm going through some career changes myself, right? And as I think about getting ready for an interview, I think, okay, what am I going to wear? What suit do I have? The reality is the most important piece that I can invest in and who I, is who I show up as, right? How I can answer those questions, how well prepared I am. Those aren't things that I'm going to go buy at a store. It's it's going to be things that I I I have spent time doing prior to that day of the interview. By the time I walk into that interview, it should be something that is in me that I can confidently express because I know who I am. And I I, I tend to think about you know very often as I'll use women as you all know I'm a huge women advocate. But as women, we tend to spend a lot of money on designer clothing, designer purses, designer whatever. What about your own personal brand? What are you doing to make sure that you are the best that you can be? And it comes back to this type of, of investment in, in how you can grow yourself and how you can maximize who it is that you're supposed to be. Yeah, I, I love that you said that. So I'm thinking about it. There's a few things that are floating around in my mind that I want to just bring up. One is, obviously, you all know that I'm a professional coach, and that's what I do for a living. Right. And so there are companies that I work with that pay for their employees to go through coaching programs. And so my experience as a coach is when a company pays, people show up, but some people don't show up. And so there is an investment and a psychological component to this, I believe. I'm sure if I did enough research, I could prove it, but I haven't done the research. So I'll just say what's on my mind. When you make an investment for you, you generally will show up for yourself. When someone else makes an investment for you, you generally take it less serious. And I've seen this time and time again. Now, when you tell me things like we had just met with some people and they were saying, why should I invest? This puzzles me oftentimes. And I experienced this like you all. Mm -hmm. I experienced this as well. And what I tell people is there are two things that are priceless in terms of investing in your career. The first thing is gaining clarity. You cannot put a price on career clarity. That is like, I will invest in that all day. And anybody listening to this should, if they're not clear, make whatever investment you have to make to get clear on what you want, where you are, who you love to serve, and what you want to do next. Get clear. The second thing is I will pay big money for a process that helps me get into self-reflection. Because it is difficult, especially when we've been in a career for many, many years, we're not triggered to get into self-reflection. We're only triggered, for sure we're triggered, when we get into our annual reviews. And what happens in annual reviews is we get into self-reflection and we forgot what we did. 
because we haven't self-reflected all year long. And we're caught and we have now a short period of time to get all of this focused energy around what we've done. And it's, it's a stressful environment. So self-reflection priceless, right? Clarity, double down on clarity is what I would tell people that say, you know, why should I spend this money? It's crazy. I think, and especially as we went through the pandemic, many people have opted out of their current positions mm-hmm. for whatever reasons, maybe priorities have changed or whatever is important to them, right? Yet we've seen some people that have actually switched careers or maybe started their own business that it's time mm-hmm. for me to go do this. And without you know that clarity and that direction as to where I'm going, it's kind of like you're hidden, you're hidden the whole big old world Mm-hmm. without any kind of plan, right? So if an employee was at a crossroads in their career, and we know that there's many people still in this in this situation, maybe worried about, are they going to be laid off? What, you know, is this really where I want to be? I'm not happy here. What should I do? Or maybe they're thinking of applying for promotion. What kind of steps would you recommend, Stan, that they take to create a personal skills audit? Well, I mean, when we're talking about skills, I think that there's, that's one component of it. There, there are hard and soft skills, right? And I believe that there are also human skills. So I think there's three layers to this, right? If I were in a position where I were thinking about a pivot, maybe I was going to go do something entrepreneurial, something what may be considered a risk, or I wanted to navigate my way to a promotion, I would definitely tighten up the human skills. That that's a given. Like, the storytelling, I mean, of course I'm biased, but the storytelling, the, 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 the way you present yourself to others is so critically important, right? Because this is a separator when the skills are parallel. When you're competing with someone skill for skill, certificate for certificate, human skills actually makes a difference. But I will say, I'd probably call you and Anna for an assessment because And I think assessments are great because they can actually throw you into this reflection state we were talking about earlier. And it it can allow you to internalize, sort of get out of your own way, Mm -hmm. right? And internalize what a tool or a resource is telling you about yourself. The truth is that we are all inside of our own Coca-Cola cans and we're in the echo chamber. And so anything that can help me read what's on the outside label, I'm in for that. And you should be in for that because you can't read the label from the inside of the can. And so that, that's what I would say about that topic. Does that answer the question, Lolly? Absolutely. I think, and I, and I, I mean, you, you painted that with a visual very clearly for me, right? There is so much that can be told when you really go out and try to understand what's there. This weekend, as Anna mentioned, we, we were traveling together and we had a chance to sit with CEO of a company and she was, they had just presented at a conference and, and done a sharing of information. And as an outsider, I was sitting, we were having lunch and she's, you know, we were completed with what they were doing. And and she came back and she said, Lolly, I really would like to know what you thought about what we just did. Do you see anything that we just, you know, we could definitely change as an outsider? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I quickly thought of it and I thought, yeah, there's here's, there's, here's a couple of different things that I think you could do differently. But I was 
I was truly impressed with her willingness to ask somebody outside to say, Mm. and as well to reflect on the fact that even though I wasn't there for that purpose, I quickly had some suggestions. And, And I think that's what that assessment does for us, right? We are so used to what we see every day and what we're used Mm -hmm. to looking for that sometimes we don't, we miss some major things. You know, what's so cool about what you just said, Lolly, was you were impressed by two human skills that she possesses, right? These aren't, these aren't some checkbox that she's got somewhere. She didn't take a course on this. She has authenticity and self-awareness and she not only has it, she displayed it. Absolutely. And so that type of leader is a leader that you want to be around. Of course. Of course you're impressed. Yeah. Because she's willing to come to you and say, hey, what are your thoughts? This is what leaders do. Good leaders do this. And so, yeah, I I mean, I'm sure that that felt amazing for you because, you know, she could have asked anyone, anyone that question. But why you? And so I'm sure that made you feel good. And that's what great leaders do. They make us feel good, make us feel warm, welcome, appreciated. (laughs) Yep. And, and it's their human side that attracts us to these leaders. Very true. Yes. And I I totally agree with that. And it it is important that we take into account those interpersonal skills, those skills that the only way you really obtain them is by understanding and being self-aware yourself. So, and when I was looking, you know, Sam, when you mentioned that, the last report that came out, interpersonal skills was actually at the highest in what companies and organizations are looking for right now. It was at 34%. Nothing even came close to it. I think the second highest was 18% of what employers were looking at. So it definitely does make a difference. You know, stepping into that comfort zone is not always the best thing for us. We have to get out there. We have to explore, get out of that Coca-Cola can, like you mentioned, and start seeing what the rest of the world is doing and asking the right questions. The CEO that that Lolly mentioned, I do happen to work for her. And that conversation to me, I, I was also like, wow, I sat back and I, for the first time, probably was quiet because I let, I wanted Lolly to tell us because we are all learning. And what better way to learn than from someone who's giving you the feedback that you're seeking, which is actually an interpersonal skill within itself, right? Understanding that feedback is a gift and it is your responsibility to either assess that feedback and how it applies to you and how you can apply it to your change or to see if that feedback aligns with what you had already thought. And maybe there are some things that we need to be doing, but interpersonal skills and those soft skills that you cannot you know, obtain without the experience, without the attending these workshops, without the going to these classes. And then you mentioned assessments, which I am an assessment geek. I love assessments. And that actually was my next question. So what better way than to get into it, right? So I think career assessments can be helpful to employees when deciding on their next career move. As a matter of fact, a lot of corporations and large organizations will use assessments to select their executives and select their senior leadership, right? So tell me some benefits of taking a career self-assessment stand that you would think are good to mention on this conversation. Well, I think it's, again, a self-awareness 
prompter, right? And so if you're looking to be more self-aware, you should take an assessment. I think that it does cause reflection. If you look at your assessment, you can reflect on, okay, what is this assessment really saying to me about me? And so that's the second thing you get. The third thing you get is the ability to change. And so this is what most people don't look at. If there's something on that assessment, if you're being, you know, in a self-aware state and you're being reflective, there's something in that assessment that stands out that you say, you know, this is, I don't think this is true about me. Rather than discounting the assessment, why don't you look at that and really go deep and analyze that and maybe ask some of your peers, some of your colleagues, hey, listen, I just took an assessment and this is what it says about me. I'm not sure it's right, but would you be honest and just tell me if this is actually me or if this is something that you're sensing from me? Now, there's always in assessments, you know, what maybe it's pointing me in the right direction. What, what way should I go? What based on my behaviors and how I answer questions, what's it saying that I should be looking to do next? And those are all benefits. But for people who aren't clear, it's a great starting point. And I think, I think that is the most powerful thing. It's a starting point. It's a low, I think, I don't know how much assessments cost, but I'd guess that they're a relatively low cost entry point for someone to start getting what we talked about earlier, which is that clarity that you need. That, that is the key to everything, just being clear. Because if you're, if you're not clear on your career, you are confused. And if you are confused, you lose. That's it. That's a simple math. Love it. And, and I took the self, self-assessment. So, you know, there's the behavioral assessment, mm-hmm. right, Lolly? And then there's the skills assessment. And then there's, you know, the personality assessments. And they all do make up the person who we are. But I was just telling Lolly, actually, I said, well, you know, I took this assessment and as much as I am in denial, I think it's actually pretty right. I feel like I'm really good at certain things. And because of that, maybe have not worked on developing that muscle a little bit more, so to speak. But then when you look at the assessment and it gives you a little bit more of a feedback and everything, I was like, you know what? I'm glad I took it. And to your point, Stan, I guess I could take an assessment now, see what it is that I should be focused. It gives me my areas of focus. It gives me where I'm, you know, probably strengths, gaps, et cetera, and where I should be working. And maybe I can take it in six months and see where I land then. You know, have I done something different? Different assessments help you identify different things, right? You know, the occupations that are good for you, what type of training do you still need, the skills that you want. But I agree. And then like I said, nobody's immune to being in denial. I was in denial. And I think I'm pretty good at this. I mean, that's my area of business, right? <laughs> I think I'm pretty good at this thing. But yes, I think it was very, very true and aligned. And I'm excited to hear Lee's response on that because we talked a little bit about the assessments and what we believe from them. And it's like, okay, maybe you should be a little bit more open-minded, I think, with one of the conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really think, you know, it's it's funny to me as as we talk about you know, career development. I, I personally believe it's always good to go back in and take one of these things. Of course, I'm a results manager, right? I like the data. I like what the data tells me, and then it tells me where I need to make some changes to get to where I want to be. Or maybe feel comfortable with some things that I may know already and mm-hmm. 
and just maybe leverage more on that, right? I'm reminded of a, of a self-assessment that I took years ago that really, really helped me understand who I was and how to leverage what I was doing in order to get what I, I wanted to get. And mm-hmm. I recently took that assessment not too long ago, a few years ago, I mean, excuse me, a few months back. And it was, it was neat to be able to see how much have I changed. I really wasn't very different, but it still reminded me of here's where, where in, at this point in my life, I behave in certain ways. I haven't changed. Did I make some progress from where I was, et cetera? So I definitely think that a career self-assessment is something that, you know, if you're not happy in your current job, if even if you are, if you're wanting to see where where do you want to grow, I mean, as as a person, I think we always have that ability to continue to to find ways to improve in our in our personal lives, and and career is such a huge part of it, right? I I personally just today was was working on one, and and really interested to see where I'm at at this stage of my life as I look at what is my next career move. What do I want to leverage better? Right? I think I know. Yeah. But that that assessment's going to help me make some better choices, I believe. Yeah, it's it's so interesting, Lolly, that you bring this up because I look at the assessments as so let's just say we're not talking about careers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I love. I'm trying to figure it out and and forget about careers, just in life. Maybe I'm confused. And then I find out through an assessment that I should try golf, right? It says to me, you know, golf is going to be a sport and we're not talking about careers. We're talking about golf now. So I go and I go and try golf. And what happens is I love golf and golf is now my passion and golf is now something that I want to do all the time. And so now I've found my passion, but then what I need to do to get better at golf is then I got to hire a coach that can help me adjust my grip and adjust my swing just enough to be better and better and better. I need someone to sit behind me and watch me swing and make the adjustments. I need someone to really, really work with me that can give me the truth. And it's no different in your career. If you don't know what you want to do, if you take an assessment, it may point you in the right direction. But when you go and try that and take a, you know, I would say almost like a toe in the water approach to it, you may find this is something that I love, but then that's when you need someone to come alongside you and help you along the way, whether it's a mentor or a coach or someone to, to really invest with you and in you. Very well said, Stan, that without question, I think it's, it's, it's a obvious effort that you can do to and get to where you want to be. And yeah. it's it's never too late no matter what you're doing. So it's not. I I I really appreciate that insight because again, I think that no matter what stage of your life you're in, if you're in a job today that you're pretty happy in, but maybe you want to look for a promotion. Or maybe you're in a job where you're really worried whether that job's going to be available or not in the next year. Or maybe you really just would like to try something different. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that. That's really all about taking that time to reflect, as you said earlier, find the clarity, 
And I think the clarity comes with the self-assessment and then Mm -hmm. get some coaching so that you can get to be the best at what you want to be. That's right. And I, and I'm going to say ditto, ditto, ditto (laughs) on all of those things. And you know, when we, when you talk, Stan, I mean, you guys both know my story. I mean, I was laid off and it was very unexpectedly. I was happy in my job and I really thought I was going to be able to retire from this. And I think I've told you both many times, I am grateful that I never neglected myself. I am grateful that I continue to, you know, learn new things, take assessments, get a coach. Stan, you know, I'm a coach, but I pay for a coach. Nobody is exempt from having a coach, you know? And, and I think that's very important that you understand what all is out there. What other resources do I need to invest in? And I say this, and you all know, we have all been very fortunate. Stan, you were at one point in that same situation, and it's not fortunate, really. You have been very proactive. We're going to go with proactive, not fortunate, because we all worked for where we're at today, whether we knew we were working for it or not. Again, I was very happy. And one fun fact about me, that's the only job I ever had. I left high school and went into the, you know, the telecom business and the technology business. And I was there for almost 30 years. So when I got laid off, you know, people were like concerned for me. I was happy. You guys know why I was happy. I was happy because it was time to do new things. And I did a complete pivot. I am doing nothing related to what I was doing in that environment. Probably sales, because sales is always my thing. It's my my niche. You know, I can tell you anything, but I am very happy to be in the human capital, you know, now relationship management. Now I do all of these things. And I will say that I consider you both great mentors. I consider you both great allies in anything that we do and and work together. So when we go to that, go the extra step. Also surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, that have goals that are bigger than yours, because I think that's a driving force behind us. You're the CEO of your life, but Lolly's the CEO of mine. So, <laughs> so I'm the CEO, she's my COO. So we got it. And she's self appointed, by the way. She did say I'm her CEO. <laughs> but you know, it's important to also remember those things. You're never alone in these situations. You just got to be be sure to find the right people. Then, how many times do I text you, like, hey, I just wanted to give you an update or I wanted, you know, those are things that are important. Yeah. You want somebody that's be there and be your ally and support you and also tell you, okay, Anna, well, you still need to, somebody needs to be realistic with you. If I can be too ambitious at times, somebody needs to bring me down a notch. So I love all the things that you guys are saying, investing in ourselves, investing in ourselves with support of others. And all of those different things are all great topics. And again, ditto, ditto, ditto to everything you guys do. Yeah. Well, I will say, Anna, that, and I haven't, I want everyone to hear this that I am so proud of you for stepping up and stepping out of your comfort zone and making that move and that pivot to greatness. And, and I really think that what is being illuminated right now for you is this whole new world of opportunity. And so a lot of us that are in our jobs, we say we're happy, but we don't know anything else. Right. And so really finding that happiness and that joy. And I think that there are so much more to come for you, Anna, and what you'll be doing. I'm just excited to be participating in this journey with both you and Lolly and just experimenting and, you know, my crazy ideas that I, that I go and run down and just sharing those ideas with you. 
But thank you for having me on this podcast because it was a long time coming. So I'm excited that we're finally getting this thing out. Absolutely, Stan. We are so happy to have you here. You you know, we think of you as one of our brothers and, and definitely, certainly one of the people that holds a very strong position in our executive, our personal executive board, right? We, we all go back and forth with each other. So that is why we were so excited to have you. It was not a question of who did we want for this. We knew exactly who needed to be on with us. So thank you for, for sharing such a uh, vast knowledge and uh, we wish you continued success in what you're doing. Well, so you. folks, if you're ready to take control of your career and make a positive change, a self-audit may be the best place to get started. Here are a few tips to help you through the process. Reflect on your satisfaction with your current position. Envision what your level 10 life looks like, what it would be the best life you want to have. Once you see that vision, create a vision board to remind you of what it is that you want. Prioritize your focus and set effective career goals. I'm going to add something else in there and say that you really need to make sure you get some outside opinions. Get a coach, get someone to help you make sure you're on, in check and where you need to be. And then revisit your self-audit on that regular basis. All great tips. You guys know I am the queen of revisiting my goals. So in summary, everyone, remember a self-audit is a continuous process and it's okay to take things one step at a time. It's also okay to feel like you have failed at it because you really what you really just did was learn something new. Don't be afraid to seek support from friends, family, or a mental health profession professional if you need it. With a little effort and patience, you can make positive changes that will enhance your career. Thank you once again to our guest, Stan Miller, and to all of our listeners for joining the pod crew today. This was such an enlightening discussion. Overall, the best practice is to be intentional and strategic about creating value for your individual brand. This will help you build new skills and make positive, sustainable changes in your career. With that said, we hope you learned something new and or came away with something of value from this topic. You can follow Stan on LinkedIn under Stan Miller, in Instagram at Career Storyteller, as well as on Facebook under Career Storyteller. His website is www.storycate.com and Stan's email is stan at storycate.com. As promised, here's how to join us as an audience member on our next show episode. We hope you're just as excited as we are. Go to our True Talk Cafe Facebook page and send us a request to attend Season 2, Episode 9 as an audience member. Be sure to use the hashtag TTCS2EP9. I'm going to say that again because even to say it is hard. So hashtag TTCS2EP9. We will respond to your request with our podcast web link where you'll need to enter your preferred email for us to send the audience link to. We'll also send all audience members a reminder the day before the show's recording. It's going to be so much fun to have you join us live. 